welcome back to Cultured or Not. As you know, we're fans of desiness, mixing facts with some uncultured opinions. I'm your host, Shabnam Galati, and I'm very excited to have you on. I'm not sure when this episode will air, but it's the first one we're recording of season four, so I'm very excited about that. So thanks everyone who has been listening for so long and for being a, a supportive listener. Um, your love and support is very appreciated. Um, so today we're talking about a topic that I have seen blown up all over social media, all over the news, all over Instagram in in the last, I want to say only like three or four months. Um, it's been it's been NFTs, NFTs, NFTs everywhere. <laughs> to the point where like even when I'm with my parents, even like uncles and aunties are like talking about NFTs, but nobody seems to know what it really is about or how we actually invest in them, whether it's worth it. Is it a passing fad? These are the questions that are top of mind for everyone. So because I am wildly unqualified to answer any of these questions, I did think it was fun and going to be fun to discuss it on the podcast. So I'm very excited to have on Pyle Shah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Pyle is born and raised in Hong Kong and owns a fine jewelry band called Le Dizen, founded in 2011. So she designs one-of-a-kind pieces in a high-end luxury market. And in the process of growing her brand, Pyle has dabbled in other investments that have complemented her business, including NFTs. Um, so she's not just a jewelry enthusiast, but also a tech enthusiast. So I want to say, firstly, how cool is that? Because you're like able to split your attention across all these different um, vectors. And as a businesswoman, Pyle is very cognizant of the fact that it involves innovation and new ways to grow her business. And that's what she's here to talk to us about today. So thank you so much, Pyle. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. And I'm so honored to be um, part of your new season four. Season four is a huge, huge deal. And I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you, Pyle. So tell us more about you. I'm sure my intro didn't do you justice, but you are up to a lot of things. Thank you so much, Justice. Um, (laughs) No, you're a true... Honestly, so beautiful. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, yeah, so uh, I am the founder of Litizen Jewelry, uh, a brand that I founded in 2011. And um, it was, it started off with some, you know, just being, I, I was, I was, I studied architecture, but it was something of, of a personal hobby that I would create pieces for myself and which then uh, evolved into designing for another company, which then gave me the experience to start something on my own. Um, And then, you know, as the business progressed and we innovated and we added value to it, you know, I had, I feel like I don't, and I speak for, I think a lot of uh, fashion slash jewelry founders or designers who are also founders that, you know, you've got to look at business from a business from so many different dimensions. So whether it's, you know, one and one of the, one of the dimension being design and trend, the other being business and the other, and then third being innovation and future. And, and I think all of those sort of come together and create a long-term successful um, uh, operation. And in the process, you, you get to learn a lot about what's going on in the world, whether it's, you know, whether it's finance, tech, business, um, you know, machinery, new ways of innovating, design, style. Um, And so for me, I've always constantly learned through having my own business and seeing, okay, what's going on in the world today? What can I learn and educate myself continuously? And then how can I add this 
this new knowledge and information, does it get firstly bring any value to what I am currently doing? Or, you know, can be can I be personally invested maybe in, in, a, in a different in a different degree? Or am I going to, you know, just keep this knowledge for, you know, whenever future references? And um, what I realized is that tech was a big part of, you know, constantly, whether it was like, you know, new apps that were evolving, whether it started from Facebook, Instagram, then you've got TikTok and Twitter and, and understanding just the psycho- psychological, you know, trends behind these apps uh, to just, the uh, augmented reality, which is something I dabbled into, uh, not dabbled, but I was in a business advisor for a company that was um, providing augment- augmented reality for stores, especially during COVID, to create sort of a, sort of a contact- contactless virtual experience of being in a store because jewelry is so, it, it is one of those um, products and, and, and you buy as when you go to the store, you want to try on, you know, at least three or four different options match it with the the maybe the guitar you might be wearing it with you know seeing how comfortable it is see you know obviously covid um uh help uh, covid didn't really help with you know with all of these being such an important integral part of a jewelry business so the next best thing was augmented reality so in any and we what we did is once you go and look at a product on a product page you can then press on a button that says um, try on now and the try on now button opens up um, a video camera just like a normal phone camera or, or, or a camera on your laptop and you're able to try on earrings, rings, bracelets, um, watches um, and, and necklaces and at least get uh, maybe not 100 but like at least 60 or 70 percent of that that idea of trying things on before being able to buy it in maybe three, three out of the five senses. Wow, that's so cool. I, I liked so many things about what you said, because I, I thought it was really important when you said that it's important to as one of the, the three pillars of what you need to keep in mind when running a business is actually think about the future and emerging technologies and growth. And I find that very refreshing as a perspective, actually, just because a lot of people, myself included, um, I will be the first to call myself out, I think shy away from the new things, right? I think it's a lot yeah. easier as a mental shortcut to be like, Ugh, I don't want to deal with that. You know, like in and in every almost situation, like I remember like TikTok has taken off so much, for example, in like the last three or four years. But I do remember this whole time being like, you know, I'm too old for TikTok and like just like write it off and just be like, I don't feel like adopting a new social media at this age or I don't feel like learning how to use something new at this age. But I think to actually like be constantly aware of the implications it can have for your business and and be strategic about that is, I think, really commendable. And I also think what's really cool is that um Obviously, you know, I, I work at Meta. We've discussed this before. Yeah. I think this is the kind of stuff that like we sort of talk about internally and get excited about, which is like the implications of Web3, the implications of the metaverse and, and things that will be possible in the future. And I almost got goosebumps when you were talking because I was like, the future is now, you know, like the fact that people yeah, are adopting yeah. these things and, and sort of already using AR and VR to like make luxury purchases. This is the kind of stuff that we're working towards. Right. So it's like pretty it's definitely the gateway. And, you know, just a little bit going back to just, you know, when TikTok did come out, I think a lot of us were a little overwhelmed, but you either have to make the decision, like you're either, you either think you don't belong to a new sort of era, or you you sort of say, you know, there's no such thing as an, you know, an age constraint when it comes to learning or 
or belonging to any form of you know innovation. It, it, it's really a mindset. Mm-hmm. I knew that I always wanted to be on top of, you know, of, of things that um, are making a big, big difference in the world. It, you know, it's our unfortunate situation that we were, um, we, we were banned from TikTok in Hong Kong, but, you know, I was understanding it. I was getting it. And I, from what I know and what I, I've, I've learned and learned from friends who use it in India and use it in, um, well, not India anymore, but when they did in America, they 60% of their sales are now coming through through TikTok. It's yeah. becoming the largest platform for product-driven businesses. And I'm not even product, I'm sure getting subscribers on podcasts or you know, getting people to click on your website. So I mean, it's a matter of like whether you want to do it or not. No, in, in the beginning, every every uh, learning anything new is is extremely overwhelming and you know this it goes the same for what we're about to like we're gonna sort of getting getting dabble into you know nfts to me if you asked me six months ago i i was i i loved looking at them i loved appreciating we had a digital art fair in hong kong and we attended that and i i i understood that there was like this form of digital art or you know people are being more and more invested into there were these headliner sales from Christie's and a um, few other huge big names or you know like the first tweet was turned into an nft and then got you know um uh, a sold for i think millions and millions million and millions of dollars and you think about you know what is hype like hype constantly changes and yeah. and that was that was where the trend was leading up to and you know especially for those those who were invested in crypto at maybe an earlier stage saw a huge advantage because they're you know I, the amount of times that i get off a call with someone who's who says to me hey you know we just we bought a bitcoin maybe in 2017 18 and you know we just left it in our wallets and now when we go back we're like it's worth $50,000 more than it was when we first invested so i mean and so then there's this whole age of new money that's been accumulated through through, through cryptocurrency. And then they're going, obviously going to be new and innovative ways for people to make use of that currency. And, and, and NFTs has become a big integral part of it and, is, and also a gateway towards the metaverse. So, yeah, I mean, it is everything is overwhelming until it isn't. But mm-hmm. obviously it's like learning a new language. It has been like learning a new language to me because there's so many abbreviations there are so many new terms. There are so many new ways to, you know, secure like so many parts of this ecosystem that I'm not used to. Um, so I've either decided to, you know, take it on board now, or I'm maybe, maybe in three years I'll regret not being part of the growth growth process of what's happening today. And then there'll be too much to take in at the time where it'll be evolved as a whole new world. And I feel like I encourage people to just at least be aware of what's going on and you don't need to be a hundred percent involved, but just definitely keep it in, in your, um, keep it at, you know, just like knowing the weather, you don't need to know like if there's, you know, what, what the humidity is or what, you know, but just know that there are some headliner news that you you should be, you know, involved in and invested in. And so, you know, where the world is headed and a lot of a lot of it is um and it's just growing like you said 
from like, especially in the last four to six months, it's been growing at the speed of light. It really yes, has. It has. It has. And yeah. you see it everywhere. And I think like this is a, a pretty good segue into the the primary question um, because because we are hit with it. Right. And and if this if this is happening to me, I'm guessing it's happening to everyone where I'll just open up my Instagram DMs and have like 10 to 12 messages of people telling me to buy NFTs. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying. So like, um, I guess like the primary question is what are NFTs? Uh, There's lots of confusion about it. So we'd Mm. love if you could give us some background about like, what are they uh, based off your learnings in this space? And I'm going to keep it quite simple. um, Just because if uh, you there is a lot more research that you can, but like NFTs, you know, quite literally stand for non fungible token. Um, the best way to explain this is, you know, there are different forms of token, but Bitcoin is a fungible is a fungible token. So if you trade a Bitcoin for a Bitcoin, it it holds the same value. It, one Bitcoin holds each Bitcoin. A US dollar to a US dollar is fungible. It it, it basically holds the same value if you trade it. Non fungible means it's it's um when you know when you trade it it's not of the same value so you can trade one thing of an to another of an of, a, of different values and of different you know maybe forms uh, you know a token can be traded for a work of art you know a, t- a token can be traded for um a util- utility um and all of these ex- all of this exchange happens on the the blockchain uh nft uses primarily ethereum that's the the OG and that's basically currency you use to buy. I want to say today is like over if there's, you know, out of all the NFTs in the market, I think, I think 80, 80, 70 to 80% are primarily um, used by buying through this currency called Ethereum, which is, you know, then backed by an Ethereum blockchain. And then second comes up Solana, which is, you know, definitely uh, racing up to being a substantial coin, but there are so many new ones that are evolving on a day to day. Um, you know, it's very easy to now create your own coin and create your own exchange and then sort of, you know, own that, um, own that entire like trade um, to your, to your own, to your own benefit. But this is very technical. This is all very overwhelming to talk about right now. Um, I, I want to explain it even simpler. So, you know, NFTs traditionally are um, the best known and it's the form it's best known as digital art. Now, a digital art that is backed by backed by um, a token on the blockchain, which is which basically means authenticates this one art piece that differentiates it from everyone else. So, a lot of people say, "I can just right click, save as, and and save your NFT as an image, and then use it." Yes, but that's that's like me saying, "I own an original Picasso," and you can go out in the market and buy another Picasso, not by maybe the original Picasso, but you know what? You're never going to be able to say it's a Picasso. And I'm always going to be able to say it's Picasso because I have authentic, I have authenticated it from maybe like a Sotheby's or a Christie's that's, you know, you know, I own the rights to owning this specific Picasso. So similarly, that's like owning a piece of digital art, which is then, you know, um, on the blockchain, which is obviously decentralized. It's available to everyone to see it's, it's run by servers and computers, so there's no human, and you know, uh, interaction, which makes them very legitimate. And owning owning something like that and having to do really own it as an asset in your in your own in your own wallet. So 
that's how people have started investing. So digital art was what they started with making investments. Um, I started with women led NFTs. So I, I, my first batch of NFTs were all, all of the ones that sort of empowered women and involved women um, or the artist was a woman or like some of the mod teams were women or, you know, there was some, some form of like empowerment going back to whether maybe a charity that they're involved with. Um, and I think that was just like the topic I picked as a collector to be invested in. And it resonated with me um, because my clients have always primarily be, have been women. So women have, women have given me so much. I, I, and I only see and seeing giving back to them in, in this, in this space. And, you know, you pick a topic, you see what you're passionate about. There's, there's literally an NFT for everything and anything that you may be passionate about. So for you, either specifically that you're like a fan of some form of art or there's a character you love, there's so many different NFTs that sort of like, um, they're artists that have maybe touched on something that you enjoy. So that's just one as a collector. Then there's so many other forms of collecting NFTs, whether it's like you want to be part of a community that you know is very like-minded as you. So there's there's one there there are uh, NFTs like crypto chicks, so um, women of crypto, which is like very much focused on women in this in the space of tech and crypto, and and then all the funds are going back to you know educating women in this in the space of science and technology. So it's like almost giving back to getting um, to getting more of us. Um, because we're educating more of us than making more of, more of us as like almost uh, um, a, a soul, like a, a you know um, a group of, of 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 women that are enthusiasts. So yeah, um, that's uh, collectors community. Then there's there's so many other ways like and then we can get into the technicals. But I think if you're starting out, this is a really great way you you look into something either you believe in or something that you are part of, or something an art that resonates with you, you want to be a proud collector or something. I think those are great ways to like start and looking at investments, because it is still a volatile um, industry, right? Like, you know, it's not it's it's still going through its ups and downs, you need to know that tomorrow, if you pick up picked up an NFT, there, there, the likelihood of it, it, it either, you know, going to like uh, profiting from it may not, may or may not happen. So you need to, I think in your first few NFTs as investment have to be NFTs that you're willing to just hold because you want to own this piece of art because of its, um, either its visual component, visual aspect or the components that it has behind it. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I think um, I have a couple of questions based off what you yeah. said. Sorry about yeah. It's just like you know, once you start the conversation, there's it literally is a timeline uh, yeah. of its own. No, yeah. no, I I think this is a really fascinating space. So uh, I have I have two questions that come to mind. Yeah. The first one is um, so you mentioned that the reason NFTs are called non-fungible tokens is because it doesn't have the same value if you try to trade it for something else. But if you actually like, let's say I'm buying um, your NFT from you. And, and I, I think you mentioned the currency that we're going to, that it's generally. Yeah. yeah. So doesn't that make it fungible then? Because it's, it's worth a certain amount in Ethereum at that point in time and then like maybe like two years from now it might be worth more or less ethereum but there's a value that can be assigned in exchange for it or it be the exact same value so yeah. fungible is like the exact so one to one whereas 
once you make the exchange in an NFT, it's not necessarily that that you spend oh. that one US dollar, but what you've bought, yeah. what you I bought see. may be yeah. worth maybe that that art may be valued at either 50 cents or let's say three dollars. So you're yeah. you're not really getting a one-on-one trade. So okay, that's what I see what you're saying. Yeah. I think yeah. I think I guess like the analog here is that the value of one US dollar um is it changes over the years but relatively to like you know it might be at 1.8 Hong Kong dollars uh, 8 Hong Kong dollars might be 1 USD and sometime it might be 10 Hong Kong dollars I think currency is like definitely like one way but even just buying a car you can buy a car and then at that time as soon as you buy it like it's it's you're not getting the same value as because that right. car is either going to go up or down in value based on it's miles, it's model, it's so you know, yeah, it's that, that trade is, yeah, yeah. But that but I guess that like trade is being being recorded on this thing called a blockchain, which yeah. is that that authenticates this purchase. It's almost like authenticating your ownership to this asset that you've bought through using this this Ethereum coin. Yeah, that makes sense. So I guess like what I was saying is basically that one US dollar in in the US will always be one US dollar. That's I think what you were trying to say, whereas I was thinking of it as like relative to other currencies, it changes, but in the currency itself, it changes. Whereas like what you're the point you're making is a non fungible item is the value is going to change every day, every minute, every day, every day. There are NFTs I own that change value every day because Ethereum goes up and down uh, still, you know, um, and, and also um, based on the project itself, whether it's like, you know, it's got a long, long-term, pro- you know, sort of component to it or not, whether it's got some form of utility or some form of, um, you know, okay, you bought the NFT, but, and then, and then is there any sort of like, follow up with like this project are they are they looking to grow are they looking to merchandise are they looking so that that sort of like like uh, that is literally how you then the value of that nft sort of might um fluctuate through its through its um announcements and it's 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 story that it's trying to create so that's why once you've spent that it's like almost like going shopping you've bought what you've bought but you know there are there are you know people who buy Pokemon cards that you know they 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 buy it for let's say like twenty like a pack for like twenty US and then based on the based on like checking out their deck they might have a rare one and then all of a sudden your your twenty dollars is now valued at based on just that one purchase maybe like ten times because you've got a rare you've got a rare, one one of the rarest you know, Pokemon cards there is, and then you're able to then that trade that for a higher price. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then the, the other question I had was, um, I know you mentioned that people always ask you about like, why couldn't you just screenshot this? And the analogy you made about having an original Picasso is a really good one. For me, that clicked for the first time also, because I also was like people being like, why can't you just screenshot this? I think the reason this is so revolutionary is because of the, like, we've just never really thought of ownership in terms of digital um assets before and i think that's why like it's taking some time to get our head around it maybe in like the next like generation they'll pro- the, they will not struggle with that because that mindset shift didn't need to happen of like yes ownership can happen over something digital but i guess yeah. my question then is that right now how would you share it like is it just like a is it like a when you said you bought these nfts is it just a normal like jpeg like a normal png can you just put it on your instagram like how how do you share it and like how do people know that you own it um i'm going to answer that but just to give you a little bit more context as to why 
why it's moving. I, I personally feel like why it's moving towards like digital asset having more and more currency today than it's ever had is because primarily people, the, the, the audience of crypto in the last three to five years have been gamers. And if you think about play, your favorite game, and a lot of us are, you know, we're victims of this, where it's like we wanted to play a game and because we've not wanted to wait for a day, we've kind of paid for the coins, we've paid for, we've paid for like digital coins, then that allows us to kind of play a game for a little bit longer than, than it, you know, to like sort of, um, sort of, you know, get, we're, uh, to, uh, cause we're so like, we're maybe in the middle of being addicted to like this, this, this entire, um, the game itself. So, so the, just the similarly, I can ask gamers like what's, digital coin actually it's not like you're going to get the coins back and then be able to like go to the, the store and buy something with it right so it's like di the digital art digital assets have taken a massive increase in ownership because of gaming and 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 and, and because in gaming um what 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 these like sort of gamers have sort of psychologically started to get give more value to what they own as as playing these games for hours and hours and hours and achieving all these little, you know, toys and, and, and in the game itself. And then that in itself has created some form of like um, real life, real life um, value because you own something that's like so hard to achieve. And then, you know, and then there are people, there are some people in IR in real life give add a giving it value because like, it's so rare, it's such a rare, you know, rare digital asset. So it's like, that's where it's evolved from. So that's why digital assets have become more sort of like um, valuable. And then the second um, the second reason digital assets have become more valuable is because traditionally, if you were to go and buy any of these artists that now started going to digital, um, digi digital art, one painting would cost like millions and millions of dollars. But now you can own something from your favorite artist in form of digital for maybe like a thousand or 500 or 300 dollars but you you get to have ownership of something that you would be of an and an, an, uh, an, a value that you may not be able to spend in real life but it's just about ownership and still owning and being owning something that you know you you are in love with or passionate about so that's why I think digital art has increased its values um, in, in this space and especially. Um, and you asked, what did you ask me in the second part? I asked you about how you share it. Um, oh yeah, how I share it. Is it just- Yeah, so I mean, quite, quite honestly, yeah. So there is, there is um, when it comes to Ether ETH, uh, Ethereum uh, blockchain-based uh, NFTs, there is a marketplace called OpenSea. There are a few other more that are, are in the, in the pipeline like there's super rare there's um a bunch more coinbase is uh, opening its own own marketplace as well so if you own an nft you'll be able to have this page on there where you, it, you all your nfts get displayed currently it's open c for me and if it's a solana project then it's like a, 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 a marketplace called magic eden and your nfts are sort of like listed there yes in form of jpegs or mp4s or or mp3s or whatever form of art it is and then you're you're quite literally can just uh, share it by how you share an image which is save the image and then share it on social media 
um, or and that's just how you claim ownership to it. But you, it's on the OpenSea and, and on the on the Ethereum blockchain. It says that this specific piece of art has been owned by this wallet, which obviously then is my wallet. So uh, that's like the ownership sort of backend of this. But to sort of mm, share it to social media, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, or you know, getting it paint, printed on a maybe and framing it to, to have it displayed at home. It's just a matter of JPEGs. I mean, now there's MP, MP3. Um, Snoop Dogg released its lot, his last four sim singles using NFTs. If you go to Snoop Dogg's OpenSea, he's he's like, I'm my own supplier of music. I, I'm gonna, I don't need to pay um, uh, Spotify or Apple Music. I want to. I want to. I want to own the rights of selling my own music. And so, what happens is he's used the form of digital art, backed it with an MP3, and then now you can go on OpenSea and buy the buy the actual track that he releases for like less than a dollar. And every time this track gets um, um, forwarded to an um, forward, like if I buy it and I send it to you, I'm like I want to gift it to you. He keep every time I the, the, it moves on the blockchain, he keeps getting back royalty. So as an artist, there's no better time than now because you're getting credited every time there is an exchange happening yeah. based on your form of art. And it's it's so beautiful to see. Like I, I can only imagine what it is to be an artist today have and be credited every time someone is um, interacting with your 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 digital asset or your digital art. Yeah. In whatever yeah. form it may be. That's amazing because the next question I had for you is why do we think NFTs are such a big cultural moment right now? And it seems like what you're touching on is the possibilities that are now um, now available to artists to be actually able to capitalize on their art in a way that they couldn't before, right? Because like, I think in the past, there is that royalty model that society has always had, but the distributor has always been someone else. And so there's always been like a commission or a cut taken. And, and there's lots of artists that have spoken out about this. Like, I think most recently Taylor Swift was in the news yeah. a lot because she re-recorded yeah. all her albums because she wanted the rights to all her music. So yeah. I think it's interesting because I think most of us as like the common person don't actually know how these things work. Like unless you're in the music industry or the art industry, I don't think mo most of us realize the pains that artists go through um yeah. but yeah why do they on a twitter space with it's it's snooped out when he released um his album and mm -hmm. you get to hear about it's just like it's sort of the clubhouse for twitter for people yeah. who don't know and you get to hear how it is and he gets onto this snoop is like one of the most innovative people in the world when it comes to the music space like he has been evolving like the fact that he already has like five four or five tracks out as NFTs, like, mm -hmm. no, you know, first of its kind and in, 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 in any form. What's crazy is he said that the amount of, the amount he gets paid in NFTs for his album, like, is not even one hundredth of what he was being paid for the tracks. It's someone on, um, on uh, Spotify was listening to him, wow. which is bizarre because, you know, obviously the platform is making so much revenue based on other people's work and, yeah. and they're getting so little credited. I mean, not credit, but they're getting so little rewarded yeah. for the amount of times we, we download and, and, and listen to their music that this is the best time to be your own, you know, be your, be your own uh, streaming, be your own stream and, you know, get, 
sell your own art in, in forms of music as NFTs, um, whether it's or even digital art. A lot of people uh, also what are what they're doing like culturally crowdfunding. Do you remember how we you know we used to crowdfund? We we get we we'd introduce a subject and then we get people to invest and then we would you know maybe make our beta version. So what another NFTs has also been a big part of you know how people have been crowdfunding. So we go backwards. You think of something that you were really passionate about. Let's say you have a cause that you really really want to uh, um, you want to. Uh, raise a lot of money for at, for that awareness or whether it's a product, whether it's a charity, whether it's a cause, whether it's an event. And then you say, guys, this is what I'm going to, um, this is what my end goal is, but to crowdfund and I need your help, but in form of you helping me, I will give you this digital asset as an NFT for as in return for, you know, you helping me crowdfund. And I then have people are doing that now. Exactly. And so, and then what they do is then they, they provide you a roadmap with that. So that roadmap says, what, and once you own this NFT, and once I launch my product, you'll be the first to get this, this, you'll get these benefits. You'll be the, the, work, the, the first prototype will be, you know, will only be sold to the ones that hold the NFT. So it's like going backwards and almost like crowdfunding through this form of art, which is so great again, because you're not, you're, you don't need to use a banking system. The everything is literally in your hands in terms of like collecting all this currency and then using it towards this this end goal of yours. And yeah, I think that that's been a very, very that's a huge trend I've seen, especially in the women that NFTs they like I mean, with everything that was happening in Ukraine, so many amazing artists came out and drew up beautiful art and then picked a charity and said, Hey, buy one of these a hundred pieces that we've made and all like we're going to put all of it towards Ukraine. And that's like, that's crazy. That's a crazy way to like build. And then us as, as holders hold an NFT as a badge of honor to, for somewhat, you know, giving back to society or community. And it's just like, it's like, you know, traditionally when you would go and give it a puppy and you would like, you know, wear one, it's like almost like being proud of doing something nice and kind. Yeah, I think I think that sounds amazing. And you're you're definitely opening my eyes to sort of like the possibilities going forward. So of course, us being or I mean, you like you could release your maybe maybe not this season, but eventually you could be the first woman to release your podcasts as NFTs. Now and, I gotta do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know, there's there's different types of there's a type of NFT. It's like a poly, it's based on the poly like a polygon NFT, and that means it's one NFT but can be owned by 10,000 people. So 10,000 people can purchase that one form of digital art. So let's say you, if you released this, you know, your podcast as an NFT, and if you want to hear it before it really gets released in public, maybe public might be like a month later, you could convert it into, into an NFT first. And maybe the first hundred that download it and buy it as an NFT can hear it now. And then the others can wait when it releases. So it's very cool. Like there's so many, you can pick a business, and then you can see the technology, what it's provided. There's blockchain authentication. So that was what I did with my one-on-one NFT, like authenticate, find jewelry with this idea of ownership and owning something on the blockchain, which, you know, isn't, it's decentralized and, you know, certifying and authenticating fine jewelry product, which in traditional terms, everyone wants to like have a very big safety component to, and this, this helps or the way I told you as an artist, as, as a, you know, as a, a podcast creator, 
uh, there, there are so many ways to reach an audience in a in in this space. Yeah. So I think what I'm getting is that it seems like almost like a new model, I guess like a new business model type has emerged um, with with NFTs, because I think it's it's almost about monetizing things that previously weren't thought to be monetizable or to monetize it in a more efficient way, right? Like, so with the examples that you're giving me of like the podcast and of music, it's not like we don't have Spotify, but like you mentioned, it's that Spotify takes such a large cut that we can now start sort of like direct to consumer, putting it in your own stream, your own, you own your own streaming, you know, um, uh, streaming service. And obviously that comes with the idea that you've got to grow your your own audience because what what, uh, Spotify is offering you is millions and millions of users that are already logged on but I think if you're an artist like Snoop Dogg I think he can just bring his entire you know audience to something like this and it doesn't cost anyone it's like a few cents to download his NFT and then you own you own them oh and this is the crazy part you own the rights to the track so once you own the NFT you can use the track so you can actually use it as background music on on a film you can use that so what that's that's even cooler about owning an NFT yeah. You have to look at the IP rights, what the artist is providing. But I think the one that he's been releasing, you're then able to use for maybe non-commercial use or commercial. But I think there are some that you can use for commercial use. So once you've bought the rights and own the NFT as an MP3 form, as a digital form, you can then use it in your own, you know, let's say Web2 businesses for commercial for commercial background music or a poster with the NFT on it. You know, there's it's like how you innovate actually yeah that's really cool that's really really cool because of, of course like anytime you want to use the music for anything you just like can't right they, they cost like yeah. thousands of dollars in in terms of rights so only like filmmakers that are like you know with large production houses can usually afford to do that stuff and it's usually actually cheaper to pay someone to make a track for your film than it is to like actually use it is, other, it um, is. i mean i i don't know every time i want to use um music with no copyrights i literally go onto youtube and i'm like music with no copyright and then yeah. find tracks that are willing to are our okay, artists that are okay for us to use music without um you know without any copyright infringement so yeah i mean this is a new space of usability utility yeah. um artist driven you know you are your own boss obviously that comes with the idea that you 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 know owning your own wallet and your own uh, and own your own currency you can't really, this isn't like, you know, if you can't, if something happens, the, the security part of this is still like, you know, you've got to be really careful. There's, there's a lot of ways for people to come and steal, you know, hack into, you know, your NFTs or it's still evolving, right? It's a new space. And, and with technology, there will always be more, more hackers and scams. So you've got to be extremely careful. And there's no one to actually call me like, I've, you know, it's like, it's not like a bank that you can call and be like, I don't know where my funds have gone. Like, there's no one really, you are your own like bank. So there's no one to sort of blame. Yeah. So Pyle, I, I know you mentioned that you might start selling your own jewelry as NFTs. So with that, does it have to be digital or like it's the physical, it's, it would be the physical jewelry, right? Which means that like, I'm guessing it would be more like you're selling it on the blockchain through like a smart contract. And that's like what the ownership is for your jewelry. Yeah, exactly. You've nailed it. So the one we did with Digital Twin, which is um, they're they're looking to do really really exclusive pieces backed by this uh, the block by uh, a digital 
contract are using the blockchain is what 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 happens is when you purchase it as an nft what what it initially you're purchasing is a digi physical nft so you own the nft you own the item as an nft in digital forms and then you own it in the in the physical world too so it's like almost like asset backed in both ways and they but each asset sort of rides on each other and um you can then trade it you can you can gift it you can share it and then and then once the person really wants to own wants to have the earrings in their hands and wants to wear them you come onto the website you burn that nft and then we just send you only the digital because you've burned the physical aspect and we ship you the physical to the okay. address that you put you put in and that's what we did with our one on one drop with digital thread and you know it's very cool because um it's it's um traditionally jewelry is to something that people have added more value to when you know there is some form of sort of certification or authentication value behind it you know for example you're more you're more pro, you're more prone to pay for a piece that has a GIA certificate behind it than not right yeah, so yeah. similarly any form of authentication is only just going to add value to a, a purchase um but also what i like about this is that once you own it once you the, the you own the you own the physical piece but there's a digital nft backing it now imagine like your mom you own it and then eventually when you have children or you have a sister or you have a close friend and you want to gift this you gift her the physical earrings with the nft in her in her wallet and then over time like let's say in in 10 or 20 years we will get to understand who owned the piece something like jewelry which is passed down in generations there'll be almost a timeline on the blockchain as to who owns the pair of earrings at what what era and what time and and there'll be like it'll all be like as data on on this decentralized component yeah and that's, i think that's very cool and it's like i know that another value add for jewelry is like who's worn it so a lot of jewelry that's you know were that were worn by maharajas and i mean sorry yeah maharajas maharani's princesses and princesses are like locked up in you know auction houses because their values are, value is just like phenomenal so maybe in like 30 40 years if there's a piece that's maybe was worn by like um Michelle Obama and you know people want to maybe value it for even more as as time passes yeah if it was obviously recorded on the blockchain mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. really cool i think like this this leads us to like basically the the crux of of it all because this being a south asian focused podcast what kind of future do you think nfts have to play in like south asian culture uh going forward and the diaspora i think like some things that are already coming to mind for me is that i think that there's like a lot that you've already mentioned in the music space and the and the yeah. art space but I'm also thinking like the way we are like every girl almost like in our culture wants to own like um certain types of langas wear certain designers I yeah, think I mean there are yeah. some amazing artists evolving I mean I, I don't know if you guys can see it this is one yeah. of them this she's going to be launching soon her name is badass um brown baddies nft and it's literally um sort of um highlighting all the all the south asian uh, females and in in basically who who've created some form of you know um some form of uh noise in 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 our south asian community and so there she's done a lot of some are just like relatable women and then you know some are some are women that you know there's like reka on here there's like the first um i think the the first this she's a, a first cricketer female cricketer oh women's uh, coach who turned indian hot women's hockey player so mm-hmm. lots of different like 
you know, highlighting um, South Asians and creating NFTs around them just as like, just as PFPs to own. And then, you know, another amazing um, artist I want to highlight, her, her name is Vidya. And she creates all these beautiful, like digital forms of art that are just so cool and inspired wow. by, you know, there's one that I think I saw that's like, it looks like a Sabia Sachi, like NFT almost. Oh, that's so you know? cool. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. So there's a lot of innovation happening in the artist space. Vidya just did a collaboration with Shine at uh, this beautiful, amazing woman called Shiny. And um, I, I collected, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put it on the, we'll, we'll put it on the screen. I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and what's really cool is like, it's, it's still got elements of like being a, some of the, some of the NFTs are wearing a sorry, but mine, the one I'm I've, I minted and then it got revealed is like this really cool boss woman with a pink suit. But you know, the, the fact that the artist was like, Indian is just like so like amazing to me. Um, I think there is a lot of innovation happening in the South Asian space. There are there are there are so like World of Women, um, the 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 main mod, the main like sort of like marketing, I think she's I I don't know her official title, but this girl called Kashvi. World of Women is definitely the the biggest uh women-led NFT currently. And you know, she is the community manager world of women. So that is, you know, that's huge. Like we are definitely placing we've got collectors coming in we've got women being artists being involved we I think there's gonna I'm sure there's a lot of women in tech there that are obviously going to be um in this space I think maybe when you go back to like you know um meta meta like soon like I think you you'll see a lot more women like Asian women that are thriving in this space just even on the back end whether it's like building smart contracts whether it's like building tokens building even just type. Um, I have friends that are like, uh, there's a friend that's like a lawyer, lawyer, IP lawyer in this space that's South Asian. Um, a friend that's like a, a Sotheby's art, um, a modern art specialist that is now, you know, a collector in the NFT space, also South Asian. So I think, I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of key players that you'll see in very different ways. Either they're being highlighted as artists or are the code and technology behind it, crypto women or men as well, lots of men, like a lot of amazing. I mean, India announced um, cryptocurrency at being, it's it's legal to to uh, to trade in crypto in India as long as you're paying 30% tax. I think 30 or 40, yeah. but I think it's 30. So, I mean, just in itself that, will will you get an influx of South Asian women, you know, wanting to, or South Asian human people, kind yeah. of getting involved in this space, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually personally find the, um, the idea of NFTs really exciting for South Asian culture also because of, I think some of the, I, I think some of the nuances as a people is like, I think we take like entertainment very seriously in a way that I think like even the West doesn't so like latch onto, you oh know, God, so so like, can you imagine the distribution now possible of like Bollywood films of like tracks on films? Like, I mean, I think you've just nailed it. I think, yeah. I think, I think the next big thing might be like short films that mm -hmm. already are such a big part, integral part of Indian, Indian um, uh, entertainment. I mean, imagine distributing your own short film as an NFT, not being able, not wanting, not having to give, anyone any of your rights whether it's like yeah. you know um yeah and 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 unlike you know youtube just like maybe making money of ads no you can just you can now like people want to download episodes of your short film or your like or your series 
download them as NFTs. And yeah, that could be awesome. And then you own the rights of using that. I mean, it depends. Every NFT NFT comes with its own IP contract. So you've got to read how you can and cannot use it. But yeah, like, you know, if you download it, then you can invite all your friends and watch it and it it would be completely legal to do so. Exactly. Yeah. Or like even yeah. now, I think like before major film launches, the way they they usually like promote the tracks is like you know they'll do like one track, yeah. drop, one track drop. But can you imagine a world where it's just like you know like the latest Sanjay Leela Bansali film comes out and here's like one track that you can buy as an NFT and like you own exactly, it. and then you can use like in your commercial videos, and then yeah. all of a sudden it like the amount of visibility just increases because you've given all this freedom behind the form of yeah. form of music. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool. I think uh, yeah. this conversation has been really cool and it's like, yes <laughs> and me now I'm like, I need yeah. to be investing also. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot, at the end of the day, everything and anything I say, like do your own research, I may have gotten some of my, pers- like some of my percentages or my, you know, names or, you know, maybe some of my, uh, uh, way of describing what I'm because it's so new and sometimes I, I I feel like I know it here but like it's like so hard to sort of translate it to make it like accessible like so yeah. please do your own research I, I I can only I can only open you to invite and have a conversation with me about it and and what I usually do is like I learn the subject then I look at whom I'm, whom I'm talking to and I say hey well, you're in this space. What I did with your podcast, for example, we look at like who we're speaking to and then you look and then you did the same and you said, oh, Bollywood, da, da, da. And this is like, and all of a sudden now you sort of know what an NFT is, what an, what the exchange is, what what a fun, fungible, non-fungible is. And you've just learned like six different terms in, in, this, in this idea of like exchanging through Web2 experiences and turning it into Web3. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I did want to ask you, is is there anything else you wanted to uh, cover before we wrap in the... In yeah, the- I mean, lots, uh, I'm going to keep it short. Um, I think if you want to start learning, learning about this space, the first thing you can do is research the, 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 the you know, your entire space, like do their due diligence. And then always start with small investment, like something you can afford to lose if you even had to. And I think once you start making that first initial investment, you'll then want to be involved and in, you'll be, you'll want to be in, involved with the discord of this NFT. Then you'll want to be on, you know, following them on Twitter. You want to be a hype person for this NFT. You'll understand, you'll understand an NFT is what's so crazy is that there's abbreviation. It's like, we're all going to make it. It's called Wagami and you'll see it around in many social medias where they'd be like, well, me, you know, um, or LFG, which is let's go. Um, But Wagme is, we're all going to make it. And the idea is that with NFTs, what's especially when it's community driven, the more people you involve, the the value of your NFT grows. So that's why it's such a beautiful, positive space that the more people you invite into the projects that you are excited about and you can educate and get them to invest the value of that NFT increases as a whole because you have a richer community, you have a richer audience, you have more holders, you have more, um, you're, you're getting more invested in, in whatever they're, they are trying to fund. So, you know, see it as a very positive space, be safe, do things very safely, get, you know, if you really get heavily involved, like things like get a ledger, get a cold wallet, do your due diligence. Um, another great tip that I got is, um, if you have people at, at a similar stage as you in this space, create a group, 
get on a call on a weekly basis, give each other homework. I said, hey, next week, let's talk about um, MetaMask or let's we talk about OpenSea and how we can, what are like, what are some perks that we can, we know, we don't know about OpenSea. Get on the call and, and discuss it with each other. And that's what like that I've, you know, I, I've had the, I've honestly learned through this one, uh, we have this one uh, women's and an NFT group that we get on a call on a weekly basis. And we literally learn from each other's either mistakes or or each other's success. And I think it's just helped me educate with like-minded people at the same level and stages. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And it sounds cool that like, I really like that expression, the Wagme expression. Yeah. It sounds Wagme. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I think you need to come to the rocket because the rocket means to the moon. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I, I like I like the uh, the community aspect of it because I think yeah. um, generally there's a lot of loneliness when it comes to things like this and and the other thing That's that really technology to crypto yeah. used to, crypto technology used to be and you you being in the space yourself would know it's yeah. it can be quite you know isolating uh, yeah yeah isolating and yeah. and I that was actually just what I was going to say which is that. I started my career at a time when crypto was just becoming a thing to talk about. It wasn't like talked about by the common person. It was just talked about by someone who works in tech, right? And so I do remember thinking like, it's not something I can really talk about with my friends, but I don't really understand it. And like back then, I think like this was only like, I make myself sound so old, but I'm so glad that the world is changing so much in the and like in at such a rapid pace. But this is only like seven years ago. I remember being in like conference rooms in New York City full of men not really feeling comfortable asking about what this is because I was just like I just don't know what they're saying and I, I don't want to ask so them. scary it is like I was in a in a in a group today that that you know that is primarily still men male oriented and they were talking about getting investments for web three and you know we can we can talk about this off the camera but long story short they are so far-fetched in this topic and I feel like you know, we're like, I'm, I'm literally, I have a book and I'm learning on a day-to-day basis. Like I'm making notes like we were in university and, or school. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to go research this. I've got to go research, like staking with Tetra, Tetra, whatever. Like, and I'm just, I'm like all over the place with like learning and learning more because I, I feel like if I, if I don't know different components of it, I might like, might not miss out on things that I, I am now that I'm invested in it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed learning about NFTs from you. Thanks, Pilo. I did want to. Yeah, I mean, anytime, and we can talk about it for hours. And yeah, I mean, follow get get yourself Twitter. Twitter is the space to learn. It's like the Instagram of NFTs. Um, Discord is a little overwhelming in the beginning, but if you're involved with a uh, an NFT that you love, but or you're, lo- you're looking to invest in an NFT that is currently already released and you want to buy it at floor on the open sea, then go to Discord because there is some great information from the community itself that, you know, allows you to make good decisions. So, you know, it can be a little overwhelming, but definitely worth, you know, investing and learning because I do think it's going to be a co- uh, huge component. I call it like the, um, the, what did I call it the other day? I called it the WhatsApp and uh, Instagram of, of Web3. It's Discord and Twitter are literally that. 
Okay. Take note, listeners. <laughs> so Kyle, we're going to play a quick game just so our followers can get to know you a little bit. And also I can yes. have fun. Like a rapid fire. Um, don't be nervous, but um, you're going to have 10 seconds. Do I get a hamper at the end of this? I'm kidding. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I <laughs> you know how Karen Jewel has a <laughs> rapid fire that ends with a hamper. I, I guess I'm not exactly. eating it. <laughs> if, if we were here in person, I would uh, give you a hamper. Okay. But when I come visit you an Maybe. nft yeah done <laughs> <laughs> but yeah also you can come visit that's probably easier than me trying to turn it i am i'm coming to new york in may i don't know when this will air but oh okay well you should come in may and we should get a coffee regardless yeah, um, amazing um but yeah okay so a quick game um i'm gonna ask you a series of questions you're gonna have 10 seconds to respond Maybe I should make it five. Ten sounds like a lot, actually. Um, five seconds. I'll try to, I'll try to yeah. be quick as possible. Uh, you sound like you would be quick anyway. So I'll give you five. Make it okay. a little bit more challenging. Um, okay. What are you currently reading? Mm. Uh, oh, um, uh, just uh, like an online book. Uh, it's not, I don't really read a lot, but I have this book about how blockchain started evolving. So I've been given that through someone, a friend of mine. So I'm currently reading that sexy <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't I don't really read books which is so bad because I feel like my knowledge would be so much more far-fetched if I did have that for no hobby more, it's fine um yeah. okay celebrity crush mm, Dua Lipa Ooh. oh yeah actually you do post about Dua Lipa a lot and I yeah. <laughs> amazing and um, Alia Butt Dua Lipa and Alia Butt I'm obsessed I'm, I mean I think men and women are both attractive both attractive but uh Dua Lipa and then uh I whatever heard reviews of um Gung Gungubai which is yeah. all about the new movie that's just come out and everyone's raving about how amazing she's acted and I'm just like mind blown as how many different roles that this woman can do and just like yeah exactly really, she's really good I'm just um, like have you seen her. it yet no and I, I I'm gonna find a way to do it Ugh, only if it was an NFT Exactly. I like, <laughs> who has the time to go to the theater to watch this? So I haven't. Exactly. Seen it. Um, exactly. Okay. Next question. What What are your favorite items to wear? So, in case you guys aren't um, familiar, uh, Pyla is also very much uh, a fashion forward uh, Instagram oh. celebrity, and so. Oh, um, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what, what are your favorite designers? What do you like to wear? What are your like go tos? Sure. I, during COVID, I, I don't know if you know, but I, I, I launched my own um, uh, loungewear under mm -hmm. Lotus and it's like a blinged out loungewear. Sometimes I enjoy wearing that. I love being in mostly comfy, comfy chic is definitely my go-to. So it's like, it's got to look cute, but then I've got to like be able to go day to night. Day to night looks are my favorite, something I can like wake up, wear, and then it'll still look fabulous at night. Accessorize it with like jewelry um, based on like what the look is. Um, a good basic, you know, I love my, I think what a trend that I'm loving now is like the, the, the what do you call the pants with the, like, how do I, how have I forgotten the name? It's like so common. The ones with the flare, the flare, flare pants. Flare up, yeah, yeah. Yeah, flare <laughs> pants. I love them because they're just so easy and comfortable and I just feel like it's a comfort chic and I love that the trend is back. Isn't it funny how literally anything is more comfortable than the skinny jean, but we held on to the skinny jean for so well, long. Just, there is like this, like there is something sexy about wearing them. Skinny jeans do yeah. like elongate your legs and like suck everything in. And there is something like empowering, but I a hundred percent agree. There was, there's nothing more comfortable than just like a nice pair of comfortable nylon pants that are just flared. Yeah. 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 
Um, okay. For NFTs, I know you already mentioned this, but my next rapid fire question is who should we watch in the NFT space space? Um, if you, I think a lot of great women-led NFTs are evolving. So definitely look into, find a topic because I don't know when this is going to air. So based on that, I'm going to just give you a topic to look at. Um, another great component is asset-backed NFTs are making the big, big push. So any NFT that has like some form of like digital, digi-physic, digi-physic NFTs are, I think, making a big um, push into the industry. So any NFT that has like a component in Web2 and Web3 is, I think, a good way to look at because if you lose value in either, you have the other to still sustain its value. Okay. Um, and what's your favorite food? Oh my God, everything. I love train. I love Chinese. I love Indian. I love, I mean, rice, fries, potato. I mean, anything that I've never met a potato I didn't like. Rice <laughs> is bay, it's a comfort food. Noodles, if you cut my body up, I'm probably made of a ton of noodles. So anything. I, I also that. am. Yeah. But also I think it's funny because you are born and raised in Hong Kong. So I could see the, the East. I am what I eat. I am what I eat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Chindian. <laughs> a Chindian. I like that. Yeah, That's yeah. funny. Okay. Yeah. Those were all my questions. So oh, you did those really are well. Fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you did really well. I did. I do wish I had a hamper to give you. But, um, you'll have to come to New York for your hamper. So I'll see yes. you here. <laughs> we'll probably be airing this by the time I'm there. So yeah, we can, uh, yeah. We can listen to it together. <laughs> but yeah. anyway. Um, talk about you. it like two months so much has happened in the nft no. space what was i even saying yeah i need an update yeah nfts get like updated every day and the trend gets updated every day so everything i've said today is based on 17th march 2022 <laughs> i just want you guys to know that because i don't want anyone to be out there be like you said this and I was like, no, that was two months ago, yeah. which is like years in the NFT. <laughs> okay, everyone take notes. 17th March 2022, 2022. 11 a.m. EST. <laughs> yeah, 11 p.m. and 11 p.m. Hong Kong timing. Exactly. But yeah, don't add me because I the news is outdated. <laughs> it's not me. It's the NFT years. They're just so quick and you just got it. So quick. Yeah. yeah, the market changes so quickly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it was so great having you on Pile. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And um, where can our followers? Followers learn more about you and follow you. So, I mean, I'm if you really want to see me talk about NFT NFTs, I'm like Twitter is my like I do I do talk about more about my NFT stuff on the on Twitter. Um, it's more more in depth and more kind of like uh, sort of sort of like no filter. Um, of course, Instagram is like the best way to follow a lot of what I do, which is at Kylia, and Twitter is at Lodizen. Um and I think those should be should be sufficient enough to see what I'm doing in this space. Cool. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, Thank you. As you know, uh, I'm your host, Shabnam. And thanks for listening to another podcast episode of Cultured or Not. Please follow us on Instagram at Cultured or Not. And if you want to follow me personally, I'm at Shabnam Galati. Thanks for listening. Can I have one last question for you. Yeah, go ahead. It's a, it's a rapid fire. Okay. <laughs> Cultured or Not. <laughs> Cultured, <honestly>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no! laughs>